the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Ava has been on the show a number of times. We discovered one another in Budapest a few years ago. We were attending the same conference. And it was immediate realization that we're kindred spirits. Uh, Ava has been on Tucker Carlson's program, she tells me, ten times, which is quite remarkable. People, There are people who would uh, hmm. give a, a bodily part to get on uh, Tucker's show. <laughs> and all your bodily parts are still intact. I think so. Yes. Last time so, I checked, yes. So, yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So Ava and I both spoke uh, for Charlie Kirk yesterday at the AmFest. is a magnificent uh, event for th- seven, 8,000 young people in Phoenix. So we reconnected, and I invited her to come back to L.A. She did. And then she's headed back uh, later today to uh, Holland and her family for Christmas. Uh, She's a political commentator and a very uh, powerful and courageous voice. Uh, Holland, folks, uh, is it's a remarkable country when I think about it. It's so small and it's been so influential. Hmm. It's... uh, Here's one example today, not just historically. After the United States, the greatest exporter of food in the world is Holland or the Netherlands. I mean, how many people know that? And what is, uh, why I even know that, I didn't. But I know that because your government has wanted to get rid of your farms. That's right. So tell everybody about this because it it borders on the unbelievable. It does border on the unbelievable. I mean, if you think that people have best like good intentions, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But our government clearly does not have good intentions. The uh, the Dutch government has decided a few years ago that we have a so called nitrogen crisis, Dennis. And um, the hold only- on, I want to I want to assimilate that. <laughs> yeah. A nitrogen crisis. Yes, it's. Um, As, wait, that seriously? That's distinct from a carbon dioxide crisis. It is. Okay, go it ahead. It is. Yeah, but it's all, of course, under the banner of climate change. Of course. So right. They, I, I feel like they pick and choose, you know, whatever is easiest or most convenient to them. But yeah, so they uh, they said that we have a nitrogen crisis, and that's because cows, just like humans, burp and fart, and that causes climate change, according to the Dutch government, and they said that. In order to solve this nitrogen crisis, 30% of the cattle farms needed to go. And conveniently, that meant that the farmers had to sell their land to the state. Not free market, but to the state. 
So that happened a few years ago, and uh, thankfully, we still have a little bit of courage in our bones, especially our farmers, and they they weren't having it. So we've had protests going on for about three years now of really courageous farmers who've gone out in an almost un-Dutch fashion and said, you know what, I'm not going to allow you to steal my land from me. It's actually, I, I report on this daily, mm. the, the absurdities and obscenities of the left, but this is almost the most dramatic, mm. because what it means is suicide for, for your country. Yes, yeah, I mean, financially, it's, you know, farming, what I want people to understand like you said, we are a very small country. The Netherlands, we were just in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and Arizona is seven times the size of the Netherlands, of my entire country. Uh, but we are the second largest exporter of agricultural products in the world. We are the largest exporter of meat in the European Union. We are a small country, but we're big at one thing, and that's farming. And that's, that's an historic fact as well. Modern farming in the Netherlands started in the 1500s. So we are really, really good at it. And the fact that our government is now coming after one of our most profitable, um, historically also important sectors of our nation, you know, the sector that puts food on people's plates is beyond, well, any, if you have a normal set of moral you know, values, and it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond comprehension, really. So, if you, I were to ask ministers in your, in your government who, who were for this, mm. what effect will closing a third of your farms and not having animals toot any longer have on carbon dioxide levels on planet Earth what would they answer? Oh, they couldn't answer, right? So, I mean, probably because it wouldn't have any effect. And that's, I think, why they've gone with nitrogen rather than carbon. Oh, and, the, and what's the problem with nitrogen? What they're claiming is, and, and so you have to understand that this is a, 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 this is a non-issue, right? So I'll, I'll tell your audience right away, this is a non-existing crisis. It's a crisis that's been manufactured by bureaucrats in Brussels and in The Hague in order to rob the farm, or the, well, the farmers of their land. So the, I, I want to get that out of the way first. But what they claim the issue is, is that the nitrogen deposition causes certain plants to grow in areas where they don't want those plants to grow, quite literally. Because yeah, but what, what is the problem? Pl- pl- plants take high... high- carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Yeah, no, so some unelected bureaucrats in Brussels have decided about, is it 20 years ago or so, that there are certain areas in the Netherlands that are classified as natural reserves and they're the vegetation cannot change or it's bad for the soil, which is nonsense, you know, because if you think about it, like I said, farming is, is an industry that's been around for centuries. Climate change is supposedly a new problem. So why would you attribute a new crisis, quote unquote, to a profession that's been around for centuries on end? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's a reason for my silence. I am trying to make sense of it. So... What is really amazing to me is that, because we're going to get to your most recent election, which was an earthquake. 
yes. in the in in Europe, not just in 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 the Netherlands, but. What is frightening, I should say, I don't know if I use the word amazing, that's not a good word. What is frightening to me is that I assume half of your fellow countrymen are okay with closing farms? What they, I think what our establishment and our government hopes and what they have been using against people is that they don't quite know how to argue against it. So they, they, they trust that people again, trust the experts, right? So if there's a group of experts that claims that we have a nitrogen crisis, they play into hu- people's humility almost. And, you know, that they'll think, well, I don't, I don't know if there's a nitrogen crisis, you know, and if these experts claim that there is one, then maybe something should be done. And people who don't know what nitrogen even is or, you know, what type of issues nitrogen deposition could cause would then prefer not to question the authorities on it and and take a sort of middle ground and they're like well maybe expropriation of farmers goes a little bit too far but maybe we you know have to close a few because we don't want climate change and they believe that right so was this a directive from brussels or is this autonomous they so i think the the european union the government the dutch government and even the court system all play in cahoots here so they use the Dutch government has used a European regulation from 20 years ago to push these nitrogen rules. So th- those were the natural preserves that the European Union had laid out, and then they said, "Okay, yeah, we need to pers- we need to protect those those areas." And another climate it's it's a very complicated story but another climate organization said yeah dutch government you have to protect these these areas and all of these i would say politically motivated organizations all work together to a common goal and i think that is to get rid of our farmers and to have a government that can just take away private property whenever it it pleases you know and and that's the agenda behind this it's an agenda of control it's not about climate. It's about the but government. the willingness of people to be controlled, that's what I said was frightening. So the, there has been, I, I, tell me if this is overstating the case, there has been a sort of revolution. You're not overstating. No, because we had elections about three weeks ago. And uh, there was, I mean, the results were, first of all, unprecedented and completely unexpected we had the uh, the so-called, and I'm 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 saying so-called, quote unquote, far right party, which is just a party that was right so far, if you ask me, a, uh, a nationalist right wing party win the elections. The PVV, Geert Wilders is the man behind that party. Maybe your audience knows him. Uh, they uh, they won. One in four, four people went out to vote for this party. And now for people who don't know the Dutch political landscape, that's a lot because we don't have a two-party system. We have pl- like a scattered political landscape. We have 12 parties, if I'm correct, that currently have seats in our parliament. What, what percentage of the vote do you need to get a, pl- a place in parliament? We have a proportional system. I know. And what is it? So it would be you would need about 60,000 people to vote for you. And then you have one seat in parliament. So what percentage of the, of the voting population is it? I assume it's done by percentage. Right. Well, so we speak, We oftentimes speak in seats, and my math is terrible, Dennis, so you're putting me on the spot here. But our uh, our second chamber, so that's you know the most important 
they have 150 seats, and Geert Wilders just got 37, which is way more than any establishment party ever has gotten. But is it more than any other party in this election? Yes, but, and by a large margin. So the VVD, let's say the, the neoliberal globalist party that has been in power for the past 10 years, 30 actually, but the Prime Minister Mark Rutte has been for the past 10 years, they are the ones behind all of the, all of the attacks on our farmers, for example. They're the ones behind the open border policies. They are the ones behind giving up our sovereignty to the European Union. They have gone down to 23 seats and they were the second largest party. So 3723? Yes. That's a landslide. It is a landslide. It is I cannot stress enough how mind-blowing it was for us to see this result. No one no one saw it coming. Including you? Including me because the polls didn't at all uh you know predict this. And the PVV, that's what you have to understand Dennis is a party that's been demonized for the past 20 years to a degree that you wouldn't believe, you know. Similar to what has happened here. Oh, of course. Fascists. Yeah, fascists, Nazis. Geert Wilders even has been been prosecuted and convicted by the Dutch court system for his political views. Because he was too critical. It's exactly, that's what they do. Right. He's too critical of Islam. He's too critical of mass migration. And he he got convicted. So the fact that this man won. Anybody been convicted of being too, too critical of Christianity? Has it happened in the Western world the last half century? It hasn't happened yet. I do know of this story. I don't know if you heard that of this Finnish um, member of parliament who was trialed for quoting a Bible verse. Yes, yes. I, I think I reported it here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, was it on homosexuality or was it on men, God created men and women? I think it was just just that. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, that's bad enough. Gender or that's sex, right. I yes, would say. That's yeah. right. So, by the way, folks, we, we would say, Gert, it's a G, they say Hurt. So I want you to know, though, many of you heard of Wilders. Uh, didn't we have him at a PragerU? Uh, I know that I was on a program with him. Maybe it wasn't PragerU. Okay, I, I, I know that I, we've been together. The, that man is courage. I mean, he, he, under the word courage, is a picture of that man. Is Geert, that fair to say? Yes. Geert Builders has a lot of skin in the game. He is somebody who has walked the walk and talked the talk both. And uh, his criticism of especially Islam has landed him a few fatwas against him. Mm-hmm. So he cannot go anywhere without security. Right. 24-7, the man cannot go grab a coffee by himself. And this has been the, the, the case for the past 20 years or so. And so the fact that he... Does now, any critic of Christianity need bodyguards? Why isn't that, mm-mm. my friends, sort of a dispositive statement about the current state of religions in the world? Right. You'd think, huh? You'd think. So, Geert Wilders has had threats from radical Islamists, and he's been... How do been, people get in touch with you? They can follow me, especially on Twitter, or now X, right? So, that would be at Eva Flar. Oh, you didn't bother with the whole name? Uh, no. Right, so, no. V-L-A-A-R. I figured we'll keep it short, nice right. and short. Eva. And I need to get married. We we spoke about that, but it would be good to get yes. rid of that last well, name. <laughs> you're speaking to the right guy. I'm trying to get everybody married. <laughs> Ava, you're terrific. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dennis. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.